My next guest is the executive producer, Laugh Mob, Laugh Tracks, which is in the second season on True TV. But let's go back. Let's go back. This is where me and him, you know, step into the world because he's also co-created with Russell Simmons, the HBO Deaf Comedy Jam. He was working behind the scenes, recruiting the best unrecognized, uh, unknown, or just starting out comedians in the world as a producer, a talent scout, a good friend. Many industry influencers consider him a career maker because he helped my career. I would not be sitting here if he had not chosen me to be on Def Comedy Jam. We'll talk about that during the interview. He surely can be credited with discovering Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle. I did Dave Chappelle. He and I did Def Comedy Jam together. Chris Tucker, Bill Bellamy, that's my boy. Got him on my speed dial, sexual entertainer. He's done my show, Money Making Conversation, many times. Mike Epps, that's a fool. Did the movie with, uh, we and Steve did it with uh, Beyonce. We did that movie together. Monique, Monique, I did a TV show, The Parkers. Tracy Morgan, that fool. Know about him, did a comedy concert at the Houston Arena in Houston, Texas with him. And a multitude of other comedians. I'm just letting you know what he's done. He's allowed me to have a lane of participation. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Bob Sumner. <laughs> yeah, this is so cool. So cool to be something you right now, man. I'm so proud of you. I don't know what to do. What's happening? You still got that lawnmower. <laughs> uh, what's it up? <laughs> I said, you still got that lawnmower. Absolutely. Remember the lawnmower? The, the, the person snoring. Like a <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you something, Bob. Let's, let's go back, man, because, you know, we're going to talk about Laugh Mob, which is a really, it's, it's, it's you know, I've watched several episodes. I'm a fan of it because it's like a sketch comedy show tied into a stand-up comedy show, which is really wow. fascinating from a creative standpoint because, you know, wow. I'm watching that show, and because of the way they produce it and the stand-up comedy, I've already dove in. That's how excited about it because I do want to talk about our journey together and the comics and comedians' lives you've changed and the fact to change the way we we look at comedy today from Steve Harvey to Cedric Entertainer, who's on CBS right now. D.L. Hughley has a syndicated, a nationally syndicated show. And, of course, Bernie Mac, who will always be legendary in what he did, unfortunately, health reasons took him away. But there are other comics yeah. out there who walked on that stage, who was established, who still came on that stage and, you know, built their brand out. We're talking like the, you know, the, the Chris Tucker did five minutes and then became an international star. Five minutes on Deaf Comedy Jam. Sherwood Underwood, Ricky Smiley, Craig Robinson. There's so many. You know, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Griffin. He do Michael Jackson and become yeah. a superstar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. man. Let me, can I just say, could I, before we go into all of that, you said something already that you pretty much hit the nail on the head, man. Um, in terms of why why this show um, was created, Laugh Mods, Laugh Tracks, was really based on America really didn't know how Deaf Comedy Jam was built. Right. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. You know, everybody always see the faces, you know, the big names, just like everybody thinks that Diana Ross discovered the Jackson 5 when right. really it was Bobby Taylor from the Vancouver's. <laughs> right, you know, right. people don't know that that part. But um, what happened with me 
was I watched the landscape of where comedy had gone out of the 90s. You know, out of the 90s, man, mm-hmm. everybody was getting these sitcoms. Mm-hmm. People was meeting people. Mm-hmm. Sad didn't know Steve, mm-hmm. but they came to Death Comedy Jam and, and got a TV show. Right. Tracy Morgan didn't know Martin, mm-hmm. but he, he did what he did, and then he got on the Martin show. Mm-hmm. So many things like that, including, you know, I brought Dolomite to Death Comedy Jam. Right. I brought Wild Man Steve <laughs> to Death Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to mix the new with the old. Right. And what happened is when Def Comedy Jam went off the air and then they HBO bought the Chris Rock show into light and things of that nature, mm-hmm. people don't understand that, and, and you know for a fact, I was going all over the country finding these comedians in little hole-in-the-walls yes. and this, yes. that, and the other, and it just became magical after a while. But then all of that stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept the show going on the road where I, Kevin Hart won a contest for me. Coca Brown won a contest mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. D. Ray Davis. So the talent was still there, but we didn't really have a, a vehicle mm-hmm. to, to, for them. So with that being said, you know, the, the, the 2000 to 2010, some of these people started coming on, but I knew that there was a next generation, just right. like after Michael Jordan, you had Kobe Bryant, then right. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with comedy. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to L.A. and try to build a brand. Right. Okay. Right. My own brand. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Laugh Mob is nothing more than the acronym for Mob is more of Bob's best. So what I would do is I would go into these these big offices and talk to these people, but nobody really knew that it was Bob Sumner that did this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to bring them a sketch show if possible, mm-hmm. some more fresh stand-up. Nobody's hearing me. So you know what happened? I said, I'll just do it myself <laughs> and do it in a certain way mm-hmm. where I can take all these stand-up comedians who don't have um, great tapes, you know, after the show, they're trying to peddle their tapes, but you get the tape and it's like um, video from shows, comic view or whatever that they've been on. Nobody wants that. They want something fresh. Right. So also you could take a fresh tape. If I identify who deserves a half hour or hour special, I'll shoot it myself and then try to sell it to a Showtime or HBO, which it actually worked. But I took all of the 16 hours of material that I had, the audio, and I treated it just like a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, you take that material, and just like you take a turkey, <clears throat> and you and you have the turkey, then you turn it into a... Uh, um, uh, a turkey sandwich, right, uh, right. A, a turkey casserole, <laughs> um, right, right, you right. turn it into turkey hash, Absolutely. you turn it into turkey yes. salad, you know, mm-hmm. you just do that. And that's what I did with the um, stand-up, and we took the audio that had stories, the comedians that had stories to tell, mm-hmm. and some guys out of my office decided that they're going to try to take this and turn them into comedy videos and we put them on YouTube. We started getting 60, 70 million views before you know it. Here comes the networks trying to, you know, how can we be a part of this? And right. here we are. Uh, you know, first of all, let's, let's really, tell you, if you watch <laughs> the show, if, if you watch the show, I'm telling you something, the standup comic is on stage. Okay. Doing his routine. And then they will seamlessly transition into a video that they are referencing in a standup comic. And you'll see mm-hmm. This is the cool thing about it. The the actor or actress that they've chosen are lip syncing the dialogue 
from the comedian. <laughs> I mean, dead on, dead on. That's mm-hmm. what I really mm-hmm. loved about it because I was like, wow. I mean, so whether it's a child actor or an adult actor, they are matching it, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. And that to me, whether it's a female uh, comedian or a male comedian, that's what I really, really loved about the show. It's like, wow, this is really slick. You know, I, I got the reenactment of the comedy routine, but to be able to have the comic on stage and then to take, give you the visual of their joke. That's what you're doing. The visual of their yeah. joke while they're doing the routine. It's pretty impressive, Bob. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty, pretty creative, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks. But, um, again, Jamal, Jamal, this kid, Jamal and Carlos, man, you know, we would just be hanging out and be talking about different ideas and stuff. And they sent me that first one on YouTube with Red Grant with the kid, with Tony Baker, playing Red Grant, and it was Fruit Loops, and the kid, the, the father didn't want the kid. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and then I had Tiffany Haddish in one with Rob G, and, you know, this is long before the Absolute, Tiffany Haddish Absolute phenomenal, up, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you know? So, that, okay. Well, that's the beauty of you. you. You have an eye for talent. When we come back, we're going to talk about how he discovered Rashawn McDonald. After he told me no, and then I had to do some work to get on Def Comedy Jam. This is how our relationship really started. Bob Sumner, brother, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Just hearing your voice. I love that little gravelly voice of yours, man. I know I'm talking to my man, Bob Sumner. He, he created it. He made us all, man. He he opened a gateway of success for African-American comedians in a very general market world. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. He's on the show. Uh, when I say he's on the show, he's the executive producer of Laugh Mob. That's M-O-B-B, Laugh Tracks, which is in its second season on True TV. But the heart of our conversation is relationships. Uh, uh, you know, How do you extend uh, a body of work over years, over decades? How do you, how do you uh, allow comedy, like some people say, comedy can be a uh, uh, throwback comedy, can be current comedy, especially nowadays when comedy is being uh, PC, Me Too. You know, you can't do the jokes that you did in the 90s, you know. In fact, some people, comics who've done jokes in the 90s uh, have gotten in trouble because of the joke. Because people went back and found it on uh, social media or found it on the old comedy special. So when I look at your show that you're doing now, Bob, you know what I'm talking about. You know when Def, Jam, Def Comedy Jam came out. You know, I did. I, yeah. I, I taped it in 1992. How yeah. is, how's, your, how's your view on stand-up comedy today with the rules being changed so much? You know, it, it, it's really interesting how the rules have changed where, you know, I, I go back to the days when you could smoke cigarettes. You had cigarette commercials. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, go, <laughs> I go back to the days when you couldn't watch Elvis from the waist down, you know, right. and, and it was back then. And now you have comedy, the comedian's, can't be political, you know, they have to be politically correct and everything, mm-hmm. yet on your smartphone, you can watch porn. Yes. Like, yes. I don't I don't understand what what's going on in terms of, I, I was always told that it was a thing called freedom of speech. Right, right, right. But now right. it doesn't seem like it, it's, it's flowing that way. And, and I, I don't know, I don't know what to say or do about it, but I also think that part of the reason why, and I have this term called social medians, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. And those are those comedians that you see on YouTube for three minutes being 
like silly. Right. Those are the people that are getting booked now because they're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. not saying anything relevant to how people are living. Right. And that's what stand up for me was stand up was an art, not a hustle. Right. 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 So, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like torn. Even when I look at David, you know, David's success, you know, he's, he's the same stand up comedian that he was when I met him when he was 18 years old. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just that the things that he was saying then nobody was really paying attention to. But now since he's become a star, people are dissecting everything he says, but everything he says is real life stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to take it. Yeah. Well, I, I know that uh, that uh, as a as a stand up, I'm gonna be stand up till I die. You know, because I'm naturally funny. I don't go out there and do set routines. But I know. And uh, when Def Comedy Jam came out uh, on HBO, uh, you had to audition live, or you could send a tape to Mr. Bob Sumner. Well, Rashawn mm-hmm. McDonald put together his best tape. Since the Bob and Bob was frank, he said, Rashawn, look, listen to me, Rashawn. You are funny, but all your performances are in front of white audiences. He said, he said, I don't know if your comedy will translate like that. He said, do you have to go and show me what you can do in front of an, a, 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 an audience that, that favors what Deaf Comedy Jam does? In other words, he was just protecting me. What Bob didn't want to do was just, he wasn't, he, he wasn't putting people out there just be booking them. He had an eye for the understanding of this is the market we're going after, Rashawn. What you're doing over there, you kill it. You kill it. But it may not translate. And until you can show me that it will translate, I got to hold off on the opportunity with Def Comedy Jam. So so what I had to do, I had to go to Oakland. Remember, Bob? Bob said, hey, I said, Bob, Bob, Bob they have an Oakland comedy competition. He said, yeah, that's the right place to go, Rashawn. That's the right place to go. <laughs> and I went out there. I went out there. And I killed. I made the finals of the competition. And Bob right. said, you know something? You can do Dev Comedy. And he booked me. That's right. But That's I right. had to work. I had to work. I had to, you know, I, I, you know, the thing about it, the reason I tell people that story is that it shows you that you have rules. I could have, I could have pouted. I could have bad mouthed Bob Sonder. But he said, look at it, brother. You're funny. Because I'm not in the business of embarrassing you, of, of, of booking a show with comics who don't deliver results on the show. Or I lose my job, too. Yeah. Now, if you you know, really- the funny thing about that, though, mm-hmm. is you know the Bay Area comedy competition is finally coming back after this long hiatus. Awesome. And I think that, that that was very important for a stand-up comedian to see if they really had the chops or not. That really differentiated the, 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 the real comedians with the comics. And see, you was a real comedian, and you was able to take it, you, you was able to take what, I had said to you mm-hmm. and work on it, and yes. then you came out there, and it was like, bam. Yes. And, and, and Bob was right. I, I just shifted up a little bit now. I just shifted yes. up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> because if I just walked I out there, you, you know, it, it, and that's the beauty. And, and, and our relationship, you know, I opened a very popular comedy club called the Hip Hop Comedy Stop. He came down to Houston, auditioning comedians there. So that's what we talk about a relationship. It, it was not only from a standpoint, he and I shared the same love giving people opportunities, yeah. finding fresh talent, and exposing them to a b- bigger model. And that's what your show doing right now with, with Laugh Mob, Laugh Tracks, which is in the second season on True TV. Now, I well, just you know, the other part to it, though, I just wanted to add, mm-hmm. add is you didn't have to, 
it didn't just because Def Jam didn't mean to go out there and just be raunchy. Right. But it's just about where you are with with your stand up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just about being funny. Yes. It, you was never raunchy. Right. But you was able just to be like funny with it. And what happens with laugh mobs, laugh tracks is I'm taking stand up comedy, the joke that <laughs> if I, you could paint the picture of the story that you're telling. Right. It ain't a one minute on and off. It's a three minute story mm-hmm. with a beginning, a middle and an end. You know? right. So right. I think that what we're doing with Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks is we're bringing stand-up comedy back to the art form that it was so you can see more African-Americans and, you know, just people with flavor even mm-hmm. have stand, um, have sitcoms right. because, you know, from Ray Romano to DL to these, to Bernie, their sitcoms was based off of their stand-up. Correct. Too, you know? Correct. So that's, Correct. That's where it is. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because, you know, when I was looking at it, I was going like my routine I used to do on snoring. How's it the people who fall asleep who snore managed to fall asleep first. You know, mm-hmm. that could be a, a perfect routine for what you're doing because that whole time while I'm doing a routine, you see a guy in the bed, he's snoring, his wife looking at him going, sounding like a foghorn over there, <laughs> sucking all the air out of the house, you know, you know, doing a little pig right. call. So that's, so I, I was, I was, a, I was having so much fun looking at the creative side of it, but I'm going to just tell you what sold me on it was the, the lip sync, being able to match up the dialogue of what the actors were saying with what the comedians were saying, that was, I'm going to tell you something, man, that is dead on. From a comedic standpoint, dude, I, I participate and be a part of that any day of the week because you're not, you're not, because um, I remember a long time ago, you know, when they had BET Comic View, they tried to do something like this, but they, they did it so, but the comics came across in a negative light. And so mm-hmm. this right here is so positive. Plus, man, you can just drop those videos on social media, go viral, because you're telling the yeah. story. Because, like you said, it really is on a bigger perspective, whether it's Tim Allen, you know what I'm saying, or like Ray Romano, uh, uh, Seinfeld, Steve Harvey. Yeah. All these people are doing are taking slices of their comedic life and putting it into yeah. a half-hour sitcom. That's what you're doing with multiple comedians. Now, here's the other part to it, though. The other part to it is, okay, you take a song, all right? No different than and when you talk about the lip syncing and stuff, the people would go to Soul Train and they would lip sync their song. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, so you take this, you take a joke, right? You treat your joke like it's your song, okay? Mm-hmm. Instead of making a music video, now you're making a comedy video based off of your three minute skit. Yes. Okay? So mm-hmm. now what happens is you own that skit. So when other people are out here, like you were just saying, people can have the same premise, but how do you present it? Mm-hmm. Now, this is the way you present it. Your my love is free. Then somebody else might have the same song, my love is free, but it's done a different way. Awesome. You know what I mean? Awesome. But, but it's, your, it's your song. It's your, it's your joke. I'll tell you, this is, I'm talking to Bob Somner. He's the executive producer of Laugh Mob, Laugh Tracks, which is in the second season on True TV. An incredible founder of comedians, he's impacted careers, not only my careers, but careers like Cedric the Entertainer, of course, Bernie Mac, Monique, the list goes on, and Chris Tucker, the list goes on and on. People who have changed the landscape. You know, I, I look at you like a grandfather of, 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 of all of us because of the fact that you, you know, you, you touched us in such a cool way, Bob. 
when you look at, you know, like when I looked at the fact of what Steve and I did for mm-hmm. daytime television, you know, Family Feud mm-hmm. talk show. And I look at Cedric, when I was interviewing Cedric, I said, I said, Cedric, seeing you on CBS. I said, I know you did the WB. I know you did the Fox, <laughs> but you on CBS now. And he went, you're right, Rashawn. That's a big difference. You know, I look at that, man. I, you know, I look at, I, I, I just, I just marvel, man, at the, uh, at what, what what's being accomplished in, across the board? What 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 is your take on all that, man? Because because all you was doing was just uh, looking for unknown talent or some talent that was known and putting it on a show HBO greenlit the show and and it turned into a phenomenon, man. Selling out arenas, wow. Well, my thing is this, man. And in my lane, nobody was really doing a lot of things I was doing. Like, for one, you know, I started out in the music industry, and I was a DJ. Right. And I bought the DJ concept to comedy. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I had Pete Supreme be the DJ on their comedy game, because I was doing that in my little rooms that I had. And, you know, I always looked at uh, Barry Gordy and what he did with, with um, Motown, Motown, taking all these young, talented artists and mm-hmm. the booster projects and what have you mm-hmm. and turned them into superstars in music. I pretty much wanted to do that same thing, this comedy. And a couple a couple quotes had happened recently that I saw that was kind of interesting. Mike Epps in Ebony Magazine stated that I was like the Yoda or Mozart of, <laughs> of comedy. And, and it was crazy because just... Um, Recently, Academy Award winner, who's one of my best friends, Regina King, we was on a teleconference, and she was trying to explain to the people who I was. And she said, if anybody saw um, Reggie Hudlin's um, Black Godfather, the story of Clarence Avon, the documentary, yes. mm-hmm. she said, well, if Clarence Avon was you know, who he is to the music industry, she said that I'm the Black Godfather to comedy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, when you go back in time, you know, there's there's a f- only a few comedians who I haven't had an imprint on that are doing big things right now. And one of them, like when we talk about, you know, your, your career and how I said to you, you needed to like try to fine tune, you know, what you're doing so you could come over to, you know, the urban side of things. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with a young lady by the name of Wanda Sykes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see Wanda in her career, but she fell in right when Def Jam was moving out. Right. And and, and, and the trip is, Wanda used to be my go-to, like you was my Houston go-to. Right, right, right. Wanda, <laughs> Wanda would be the one who would set up my showcases in the D.C. area, mm. but she never once said, Bob, I'm doing this for you. Put me on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even mm-hmm. about that. She was just going about it her way because she knew how to be entrepreneurial then. Right, you know what I mean? Right, she, was right. looking, she was doing this stuff, and now look at her. Right. She's a big-time producer and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. Right. You know, but it's just it's ways to do it because I still have some comedians from back in the day. They're still upset at me because they didn't get there. But right. It's okay because they did comment view seven times. Right, 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 right. right. So I'm good. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know, tell you something, Bob. Thank you for coming on my show. Um, definitely, uh, this show has been amazing, money making conversation because it allowed me to really realize my personal impact in the industry, and then talk to people who are making an impact even today, decades later. 
And you are one of the people, one of the stars of uh, establishing a brand of comedic, co- comedic talent in the industry at so many different levels. I'm talking to Bob Sommer, executive, Sumner, executive producer of Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks, which is on in its second season on True TV, and you can see it on Friday nights. Uh, Bob, thank you for calling my show, my man. I appreciate you, brother. Listen, one last thing. Okay, though, cool. You know, I'm also a curator of comedy at the Apollo Theater. See, 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 now, now come on now. We're gonna, let's go and extend this interview. Talk about that now. See, <laughs> see what you ain't going to do to me, Bob. What you ain't going to do to me, Bob, is like, uh, throw out. Uh, so, by the way, by the way. Out to LA, when I went out to L.A. to build my brand. Yes, sir. Last month, I, I, I went to the comedy store. And I started giving comedians an opportunity there who wasn't getting the opportunities. Uh-huh. Then as things, as time went by, you know, some things happened over there that was not in, under my control. Right. And I was like, um, ceremoniously, um, escorted away. situation. <laughs> 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 but, you know, God is so good. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, chicken is good. God is great. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and I had an opportunity. I got a phone call from the world-famous Apollo Theater to see if I would be interested in helping them bring the comedy, you know, comedy back. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we, um, we, we actually brought in the first three non-musical performers into the Apollo Walk of Fame, and that would be Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and the late, great um, Jackie Moms Maiden. Mm. And that just kicked us off into a series that we do called the Apollo Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're five years in over there. And what I'm doing is just what the Apollo does. Stars are born, legends are made. Mm-hmm. I'm showcasing a lot of the next generation. There's one guy in particular um, named Marshall Brandon, who I honestly believe is the next Bernie Mac slash Robin Harris. Mm. He captivates mm. audiences like that, but mm. nobody really knows who he is yet. Mm. But, yo, you and I, we're going to talk and we're going to figure this out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Bob, 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 look here, 2020. Mm-hmm. This is a 2020. Rashawn and Bob, 2020. This is what I've been doing all my life. This is what you've been doing all your life. We just have not produced anything together. But understand mm-hmm. that will change in 2020. Bob Sum, the incredible talent scout, the incredible producer. Just just Google his name, S-U-M-N-E-R, first name Bob.